הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכנה עפה הקדוש משבר עצמה ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נווה מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגי בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זוכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם A new seif in Tzichot Aran, lesson 144, a very special one that discusses um, the life of Rabbeinu a little bit uh, closer to his passing. After he returned from Lemberg, after he contracted tuberculosis. So we see all this deep stuff that is very practical and applicable uh, for us to understand about Rabbeinu, to understand what he went through a little bit, to even have the faintest drop of what it means. Um... What it, what it means to have to go through to, to be a tzaddik. Uh, especially the Bala Sadeh, who's Rabbeinu, the Rabbeinu being the master of the field, one who's responsible to repair the Neshamot. So, of course, lots and lots and lots of secrets that are being revealed, but look at uh, what we're talking about here. Sheba Milenberg, lesson 144. When Rabbeinu came back from Lemberg, and still he, the tuberculosis was still growing strong and it was still attacking Rabbeinu. Meaning we're still um, sick from uh, tuberculosis. So when Rabbeinu came back from Lemberg, he used to take the tradition, the tradition essentially to travel a little bit every single day to stroll in the outskirts of the city for his health and of course for other deep meditative reasons that, uh, and awesome reasons that uh, he had in this that nobody can understand. And as we are traveling during these strolls, these many strolls that Rabbeinu took, um, when he came back from Lemberg especially, that's when he started this, that um, Rabbeinu uh, during these strolls gave over many different Torahs, many different lessons, many conversations, many stories, that are awesome and wondrous. Rabbi Nathan says that the lesson which Rabbeinu starts with in lesson uh, 11 of Likute Morantina, the second volume of Likute Moran, where Rabbeinu says no, that when a person prays in the field, as it's brought down with regard to Yitzchak, that Yitzchak went to meditate out in the field. So when a person fulfills this, just like Yitzchak Avinu, with this, the shrubs and the vegetation in the field that he's praying, enters his prayers and assists him in praying. And the Rabbeinu revealed this secret at that time during these strolls. This happened at the time when we were traveling with him to take on a one of these strolls. And we uh, stood up in the field or we got up and we jumped on a certain field. We left the coach and Rabbeinu was still sitting on the coach. And the, the students were surrounding him. As this was happening, the time for Mincha arrived, and we wanted to pray there. And it was at that time, around that time, that Rabbeinu gave this lesson, lesson 11 of the Gutamantiniyana. And discuss it over there in the lesson. That when a person prays in the field, then all the vegetation, all the shrubs, enters his prayers. It's incredible. And just like we um, 
Yeah, Rabenu said, just like we are standing around him. Um, Rabenu saying, just like I see you guys surrounding me and standing around me. Rabenu said, I'm able to see all the shrubs, each and every blade of grass and piece of vegetation. And how each and every one of those blades of grass is pushing itself towards you, towards you, my students, to be included within the tefillot, to help elevate these tefillot. As Badam in this lesson mentioned above, imagine to show you the power of praying in the field and doing it bodhudut in the field. There's nothing bigger than this. Rabbanu says Hidbodadut is a level that is above all other levels. It's above everything. Hidbodadut, you, you attain a level that is... It would be an injustice to describe what we're talking about here. Also the lesson where Rabbanu discusses, one of Rabbanu's most famous lessons, where is God? Where is the place of God's glory? On the verse that is brought down, where is the, where is the lamb for the offering that Yitzchak Avinu asks Avraham? Where is the lamb for the offering? Papa has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful inyan um, about this, uh, about uh, lesson twelve, the Moantinyana, about the lamb and uh, the doubts of Yitzchak and all the stuff. Very deep, very deep stuff. So, this Torah of Lesson 12, the Torah of Lesson 12, and also this, uh, what do you call it? Also, Lesson 15 of Book 2, which begins with um, the phrase, those who boast about their fame, those who boast about their great things. As it speaks about over there, the camels that have short tails, the oxen that have long tails. Why? What's the difference? What does the Gemara mean? The Gemara mean when it asks us. So all those things. Uh, also lesson um, 16 of um, Lesson 12. Which discusses the questions they ask. Why is it that when a person asks for Panasa, he's not granted it immediately? Another one. And Rabbi Nathan is just mentioning these specific lessons to teach us that these are the lessons that Rabbeinu gave us in, during those strolls. And he also gave us more. And all these sayings that we mentioned above and all those lessons that we talked about above and that which is written about a joyous or humorous mood that which is written about it. On all, and all that we heard on the road, Rabbi Nathan saying. So everything um, that we heard of Rabbi all these Torahot, that we heard on these strolls, um, everything Everything is perfectly tied in and beautifully weaved together with the saying of the sages, the statements of the sages, and the stories of the Gemara that is brought down the wondrous stories that Rabbi Yehuda asked Rabbi Zerah when Rabbi Zerah had a peaceful mind and was in joyous mood. He asked him certain questions, and he, one of the questions he asked him is, "Why is it that the rooster uh, covers its upper eyelid with the lower one?" And we see how Rabbeinu is able to 
hinted all this over there um, within his lessons and to tie everything together so beautifully. It's it's really something special to 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 see to study. It's it's beyond. So Baruch Hashem, we have a very big merit to have teachings like this from Rabenu, bring us secrets like this, um, especially at a time when he was extremely sick and was such mesiru nefesh, such soul sacrifice. To able to be able to accomplish such a thing like this, to to share more Torah that he was getting sick. Rabenu said, "I'm willing to give up my entire life for the Torah." Rabenu was willing um, on the last question of his life when he was like, coughing up buckets of blood. He came to Rabbi Natan. He said, "I'm willing to give my life for the Torah," and he gave one of the longest lessons. He actually gave the longest lesson of Zukta Moran, and his uh, the longest lesson of the entire book was that the it lasted for hours and hours and hours from night until sun uh, until the sun came up. That uh, Rosh Hashanah. So it's incredible we're talking about here. The sacrifices that Rabbeinu had to go through to be able to bring it on Torah like this. Torah that apply things that seem completely unapplicable, unrelatable. Things that uh, Rabbeinu puts together that makes total sense. So Baruch Hashem Ashkenu Matov Cherkenu. That's it for today. Next episode with lesson 145. Hashem.